Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace, and they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie's helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. My latest project, tree trimming for our phone lines into the radio show. I mean, any home improvement you need, Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area. Get started at Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The app and the website is free to use. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Don't freak out. 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 Oh, thank God my microphone's not on yet. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Calm down. Calm down. Calm the fuck down, Steph. Hot mic. Oh, hot mic. Ooh, hot mic. Happy, happy hour. Comedy legend Lorraine Newman is yeah. here. Oh, you guys. <laughs> you that crowd, you're, you're too kind. Come on. We forgot to say about the live studio audience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're used to it, right? I mean, any oh, yeah. woman in comedy yeah. Oh, yeah. freaks the fuck out when they meet you, right? Oh, oh, I thought you meant used to hearing a live audience. Yeah. No. Oh, no. I would assume uh, that wouldn't. Freak. You know, it's hard to say. Some do, some don't. Women of a certain age in comedy. We were Jody Hamilton is our is our friend and guest every week, and we were saying, if you're a woman in comedy, right? Because you, you there was like the there was Lucy, there was Carol, there was Lily Tomlin, and then there was the Holy Trinity, you uh, and Gilda and Jane. Like mm-hmm. for women, I mean, the Holy I watched, Trinity. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> the Holy Three. <laughs> Rain. I watched. In, I was in high school. I'm a little younger. I and I watched every Saturday, and I thought it's so funny how. And you're such a fierce member of the resistance. We'll talk about all of that. I love you. Drop F-bombs on Twitter. It's fantastic. And you but, can drop F-bombs here, too. Yes. Yeah, we can. I was just going to check. Yes. Oh, please. All right. Oh, please. <clears throat> fuck yeah. But, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> have I said fuck Trump yet today? If I haven't, it's a... I, I, I like to call him Donald Twunt. Twunt? <laughs> so it's just a combination of twat and cunt, which shouldn't be, we can you know, say, We could say bad twunt things, on the air. But I, I, I rarely I not think call I... them by the... It, I Ugh. rarely call the creature yeah. yes. by their name. I yeah. like to refer to them as twunt. Yes. Hair, I call them hair shitler. We, 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 nice. We could yeah. say twunt on the air, couldn't we? Yeah. Um, I think we could. Uh, it's a made-up word. I'm going to do it. Okay, go for Lorraine it. Lorraine Newman says so. Okay. <laughs> I've spoken. She's yes. dealt with the FCC, FCC before. With right, can I finish gushing? Because, okay. Right. okay. I have because I thought, you know, they're saying like, oh, you know, comedy's leading, the comedians are leading the resistance now against Trump. And I thought, SNL, the original SNL that Lorraine Newman was on, that was a revolution. Mm-hmm. That was an explosion. It wasn't just a comedy show. It was a, I mean, that really was the most, that really was like subversive, wasn't it? It was the first well, kind of I really. I like to think of it as, um, 
we were doing stuff that made us laugh. You know, yeah. we weren't coming to the audience. The we allowed the audience to come to us, mm-hmm. and it was very personal and specific content that was. Um, indicative of the particular writer's styles. Everybody had yeah. their own style, and Lorne Michaels compiled an in- beautiful combination of writing styles, you know, um, did, and did, performers. Did you know when it started that you were doing something so revolutionary and so subversive? Because I remember in high school, you just you couldn't miss right. SNL. Absolutely. It, it was like, holy shit, what are they doing? Yeah. I've never uh, seen this before, right? Well, I don't know that we knew... It was subversive until time went on and we had more leeway. Yeah. Okay. You know, at first we were like, you know, had our hat in our hands to the network. Yeah. And well, you were uh, also on a, in a time slot that nobody watched at exactly. the time. So you could kind of get away with everything. And yeah, yeah. But the we network were, wouldn't notice. We didn't think anybody was watching. And, you know, we had like everybody's shit furniture from other shows. Everything, <laughs> you know, it was like They're avocado like, how long did this last? and beige, all the furniture's used and crappy. And it's like, oh, let the kids have it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's a great way to put it, Chris. Yeah. It, it was not just, you had the sense, well, at least, you know, if you were my, you know, vintage, like, high school watching it, you had the sense that not only were you getting away with something, but we were getting away with something watching it. We're like, oh, my God, this is so cutting edge. that, that uh, I So we have so many one degrees of separation, you and I. You Yes, Al Franken, for one. Well, yeah. yes, but you also blurted out that you're a fan, which made me yeah. <laughs> just like, I'm like, don't, 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 don't make me cry yet. Don't make me cry. Oh. <laughs> I no, gotta have those sound effects with me everywhere. Yes. You have one of your influences, comedy heroes, Madeline Kahn, yes. who is also one of yes. mine. Who, you know, there's certain uh, women in comedy, they're just, you yeah. guys, you, you see how I'm looking at you. It's just like uh, kind of, well, for me, the holy trinity was Eve Arden, who you're too young yeah. to know. No. Welcome, uh, welcome to Rydell. Yes. Our Miss Brooks. Uh, exactly. Uh, her style to me was just, uh, it yeah. made it, it had a big influence on, on me and my delivery and style. And Madeline Kahn and Richard Pryor. Yeah. Oh, Those okay. are the holy three for me. Yeah. Remember in the stretcher? No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could you Taffeta, all? darling. Taffeta. <laughs> Could you all please step on the same foot at the same time? My tits are falling off. <laughs> Um, oh my God! And we well, one of our one degrees is Lily Tomlin, yes. who has been my lifelong, you know, friend and mentor. Got me my first agent here. So Lauren Michaels gave me my first job. Really? Yeah. She's just yeah. I wow. I worked for she and Lauren. Is that the proper grammar? Yeah. Um, who cares? Yeah. Uh, they saw me in the Groundlings, and uh, they hired me for a special that Lauren was producing. Yeah. Which is a Lily Tomlin special, oh. and they yeah. saw me doing the Valley Girl. And they wanted, I had one line in a Susie Sorority sketch, which is a character I had never seen before that show. And I loved it. And then uh, they gave me more material uh, to do within the yeah. sketch, which is very exciting. Yeah. You were, I mean, I, yes, Sherry the Valley Girl, my favorite. First of all, I didn't realize you were actually from L.A., so that's not yeah. really fair. So you actually. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. You went to Beverly Hills High, right? Right, but I try to downplay that because <laughs> it just undermines my credibility. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever figured out why their voice always went up? At uh, the, the end of rocketive tilt. I don't know. I do not understand, but it's it's nationwide now. Yeah. 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 You know. Um. So you were first of all, you were a founding member of uh, the Groundlings. Yes. You started at fifteen. Wow. I improv at 15, yeah. I was okay. the youngest member of the uh, Poor Man's Groundlings, which was L.A. Connection. Oh, yes. I know the L.A. Connection. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we do have a lot in common. Well, that's so, so cool. I had no idea you started an improv. 
Uh, yes, I did not do mime like you did, which is the, my. I know that you were mocked mercilessly at SNL. Yes, but I, was. I need to. You studied with Marcel Marceau, and I just this could be the very first radio mime segment. <laughs> I would like you to do this entire next segment. I'm walking against the wind as we speak. <laughs> it is windy. This is amazing. Are you going I, down you to the cellar this, now? You're yes, trapped I in am. a box. <laughs> and I am I'm lifting a weight that's very heavy and it's <laughs> forcing me down to the ground. Parallel. I'm that strong. <laughs> So here you are, this baby. Uh, I know, I was like a baby DJ when Lily came into my life and got me my first agent. I mean, literally called, ICM called and said, I don't know, Lily Tomlin called and said, what, who, what are you? <laughs> really? But so That's you're great. 22, Lauren Michaels sees you in the yeah. Groundlings, casts you in Lily's yeah. special, and then you, you were saying that part of like the SNL, you're like, ugh, New York, oh, because, no. but you didn't think it would last, and so there no, you are. 20- I didn't know. I, yeah. I suspended, you know, any kind of... Um, what's the word, uh, optimism, yeah. you know, because it was, Lauren presented it to me and it's like 13 weeks with a five-year option. And I'm thinking like that'll ever happen. Right. Um, 45 years later. But anyway, um, I just knew it was the kind of show I'd watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be a part of that, but I really did not want to go to New York. It, it, it scared me. Um, I was inexperienced. I had Young. my family in LA and the Groundlings family yeah. where there was just a lot of support and I was going in with a bunch of strangers and that really scared me a lot. Yeah, you've talked about that, that New York was hard for you. New York's chewed me up and spit me out, so we have that in common. <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh, boy. Are you hard. from here also? I'm from Buffalo, New York. Oh, okay. I grew up in Buffalo, not so not Oh, my city. God. And Near Chautauqua. I, I, I've actually live up the transit from Chitawagalekawana and uh, Tanawanda. Gesundheit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyway but you because you've talked about that that new york was hard you were so young you talked about you eating disorders heroin i mean oh i didn't have an eating disorder oh, oh i thought oh no. wikipedia is wrong Travis. yeah get uh, fancy that <laughs> yeah uh no i never had an eating disorder i was just a thin person that did coke <laughs> so that's a bad combo just bad can i say one of the things i just what we've already talked about already about lily tomlin's role in our life and it, you know you've talked about your friendship with gilda radner and i've talked about this with so many female comedians i love when that kind of sisterhood happens because oh, yes. i mean like you were saying there was competitiveness i'm sure with gilda with any other you know obviously but not SNLs. directly right right you know w- within ourselves of course the girls shared a dressing room for the first four years of the show right oh. whereas the boys had their own wow okay yeah. um gilda always made this great joke about at the end of our tenure we would split a watch three ways <laughs> uh, but it, it did uh you know we all recognized that we did different things so we weren't yeah. in competition with one another in terms of what we did it was just airtime and that was true for everybody right i remember um hearing uh conan o'brien talking about uh when he was there saying that it it felt like getting beat up on the schoolyard every day going to work yeah so it was hard for everybody yeah well i mean certainly a lot of women over the generations have talked about how the particular challenge of being a woman uh, on snl i did not experience that i did not uh see that i felt that lorne has always been a big supporter yeah. of women's humor. I mean, just look at how he started yeah. writing for Phyllis Diller and, and Joan Rivers. Oh, and hang on. Hang on. <laughs> okay. What the that hell was, is... That's, that's my Phyllis Diller in my oh, box. Oh, bless her. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I wasn't uh, on the writing staff of women 
there, so I don't know what they experienced. I can't speak to that. Yeah. But I can tell you that it, it, uh, it was and always has been a meritocracy. And if something's yeah. funny, it goes in the show. It doesn't matter who wrote it and who's in it. And you are a fantastic writer as oh, well. thank you. Um, I was going to say, I, that's another one degree of separation. Um, because, by the way, I can tell you 13 Weeks that did become 13 Weeks is my late night TV show in 1995. Trust me, it was 13 Weeks and out. But uh, Ann Beats was my executive producer. Oh, really? One of your original oh writers on SNL. Great writer. Yeah, great, isn't she? Great, great writer. Yeah. yeah. So quirky and wonderful. And Yeah, yeah I know. Um. So you've talked about your friend, oh, Gilda, you know, she, everything you hear about her is like, she seems like she was just as sweet as she seemed. She had such a sort of sweetness to she her. Was and very loving. You talk about her sending you sushi on your birthday every year. Yeah. yeah. After, after the show. Yeah. Years yeah. after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that were you still close when she, when she passed or? No, um, we didn't hear from each other that much, um, but the rest of the stuff I'm trying to save for the memoir I'm yeah. writing for Audible, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Audible. Cool. Audible. Come on, spill it. <clears throat> that could be a sponsor. Give us some, right. give us some nuggets. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm also here to talk about um, Oh, the we'll, show we'll get that into that. Okay. Oh, we're, yeah. getting to, we're doing it together. The, the, oh, that's right. You yeah. can't make this okay. shit up. You can't yeah. make this shit up. How else well, do you think I bagged you? For <laughs> okay. We pause with fellow dog lover Lorraine Newman to talk about the farmer's dog. He's got the a farmer's dog. dog. No, Fred, you know, did you see Jamie almost ate comedy legend Lorraine Newman? Yes. Uh-huh. Right? You had to distract her with the because, farmer's dog. Yeah, I, I did. Listen, <laughs> would you like to eat burnt brown kibble every day? Hell no. no. Listen, they're, people go, they're like your children. They're not like my children. They, they are, are my children, yeah. right? Why, you would you food your, you feed your kids real food, right? You mm-hmm. wouldn't feed them extruded unless kibble bits. Unless you're Joan Crawford, and then you feed raw rare, liver. But rare, that's, rare steak. Yeah, yeah, that's not important now. Okay. The Farmer's Dog. It's They work with top vets, and it is designed. It is, you don't have to wonder what's in it. You can see it. Yep. Right? There's turkey recipe, beef recipe, pork recipe. You can see the real the chunks of vegetables and all yep. that stuff in there. Did you see you saw a garbanzo bean the other day? Oh, I did. I was like, I mean, I, you're not used to seeing real food. It's like people food. You're like, wow. It's almost like giving your dog hummus. Yeah. It's pre-portioned, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about over or under feeding. Their customer service is amazing. Plans start at just three bucks a day. What? I, I've been hearing my friends talk about this before. Or I, they even came on as a sponsor. They're like, listen, if you do any research, this is what you should be feeding your dog. That's right. I've turned down dog food companies how many years, Chris? Oh, my gosh. Uh, 11 billion years. 11 billion years. The first time I've said yes. The farmer's dog. Smarter, healthier pet food. Making it as simple as possible to give your dog a better diet. Start your trial today. Go to thefarmersdog.com slash Miller. You'll save 50% and get free shipping. Thefarmersdog.com slash Miller. 50% off your trial with free shipping. Thefarmersdog.com slash Miller. Now back to the legend. What, what, what do you think about how Saturday Night Live is handling covering Trump now or all it's, of this? It's now? great. You know, I love the show. I've watched it, except for the years that I had my kids mm-hmm. yeah. and there were no DVRs then. Right. Um, I still watch it. I love sketch comedy and I see as much of it as I can. I still go see Groundling shows. You know, I see a lot. I go see stand-up, West Side Comedy Theater. Oh, that's a pants shitter for a 20-year-old Groundlings member. Shit. I don't... Lorraine Newman's here. well uh, let me give you some perspective i have a friend named holly who does this uh, clothing exchange Mm -hmm. so i was there once and some girl was saying yeah tim kazarinski was in the original cast oh no and i said to her uh i don't think he was i'm pretty sure he wasn't she was like "Ah, yes he was (laughs) i was like i you know i i can't I just can't do it. To I her can top that. Someone, I've 
been that jerk. So yeah, <laughs> someone said to Stephen Stills at my party once, "I have a band. Are you?" Oh my God! He said, really? he said "Oh, you have a band? Me too." Oh my God! Oh the pain. Wow. Um, so, but talk about, I love this story, speaking of famous musicians, is this was, I mean, the fame was so explosive at, when SNL, you said you walked down the street and were stopped by John Lennon and Yoko Ono. No, no. Who wanted this to, was, no? Oh, God. God you know, damn you, Wikipedia. You? Yeah, we got to fact check that. <laughs> I was coming, well, picture this. I was coming from a photo shoot with Francesco Scavullo, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, I was walking through the lobby to read through in 30 Rock. Uh, Jill Clayburgh was the host. Oh, wow. And I see these two people in my peripheral vision. And when they come into focus, it's John and Yoko. Oh, shit. And as they pass in front of me, John goes, Hi, Lorraine. Oh. Waving at me. And I was, I was like Lou Costello. I was like, And it's John Lennon. I can't. I can't. What? You know. I can't imagine. Okay, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, good night. Oh, it's hard to imagine. Oh, really? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then when we did the 40th anniversary show, I met Paul McCartney, which meant that I had met every Beatle. Wow. And um, I was telling him that, hey, I saw you guys at the Hollywood Bowl and Dodger Stadium. And then later on, a friend of mine who's actually plays guitar in his band told me that McCartney thought I meant I saw him in Wings. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, no. <laughs> it's like, hey, you did that. I meant that other band. Yeah. <laughs> All right, wait, is this, let's just check one more Wikipedia story. Did okay. you, you spent so much time in your dressing room playing solitaire that for Christmas 1979, Gilda Radner gave you a deck of playing cards with a picture of you on every, the face of yes. each card? Yes, she did. That's yeah. amazing. That's sweet and weird. Yes, it is. Were they made of sushi? No. Uh-huh. Um, Wow, <laughs> that's I can't I, I can't even imagine. I mean, it just yeah. John Belushi. I mean, the fact that you you've lost you know two of those icons yeah. that you went through such a it's such a singular experience. It's almost like being in war together or something, isn't it? It is. I've often a... referred to it as being on a lifeboat with a bunch of people yeah. and that special connection. I don't know. I'm sure you saw the movie The Right Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's a scene where they've all come back and they're waiting to be introduced by Lyndon Johnson for some event and they're all backstage and they're sitting on these folding chairs and they all just kind of look at each other. There's no dialogue. But I knew that look. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. that look of, you know, we all did we did this thing that nobody else has done and we were all there together. Whatever our relationships yeah. are, we will always have that. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, I imagine. Um, this is where I go all Chris Farley on you. <laughs> okay. Remember that time when you were Connie Cullen? Yeah. <laughs> a rhetorical question. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> go for it. Well, I mean, because you've been asked that, obviously, Sherry the Valley Girl, Con- uh, Connie um, Conehead, uh, Rosalind and Amy Carter, which I remember. Oh. Um, but you always say, like, you're not sure you had a favorite. I mean, you... you you know, it's funny. Recently, I was contacted by the Academy of Motion Pictures because they're doing yeah. a tribute to Lena Wertmuller. And I was a huge, yes. huge yes. fan of hers. I and remember. that's why I did her as a character on the show. And they're including a clip in this, you know, uh, compilation. And Quentin Tarantino is saying, I loved her. And even Saturday Night Live, Lorraine Newman did a great Lena Wertmuller. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, Gee, Quentin Tarantino knows who I am. <laughs> uh, but um, so funny. that was, you know, I brought a lot of characters to the show the, from the Groundlings, but there were a lot of characters that the writers wrote for me. Yeah. Or I made a suggestion and they brought them to life. Yeah. And 
of all those characters, Lena Wertmuller was my favorite. Wow. And I always felt I was doing it for me because I yeah. didn't think anybody else knew who she was. We were saying we just randomly did a Landshark reference today. Like, I feel like those right. original skits, <laughs> yeah. right? We were just like, we were talking about, you know, people going to the White House unannounced because they all have incompetent assholes that work there. So we were like, literally like, Landshark, <laughs> flowers for person flocking yeah. there. This is Apple Bray. Candygram. But, uh, no, I mean, seriously, right? Just, I ain't wearing from Remulac. I mean, people, like, you still do stuff just that are... I know. I hear people talk about consuming mass quantities. Yes. Wondering if they know where that came from. They because probably it became don't. the vernacular, yeah. you know? Right. That's yeah. But the, amazing. I, I, you know, I, for those of us of a certain vintage, we're just as great as so many people have been and still are at SNL. You just can't, you can't replicate that time and that cast and just, you know, what it, what it meant to all of us. But anyway, I'm gonna, now I'm going to cry. Uh -oh. Okay, let's... You, because now you've had this. Here's our other one degree of separation. You work with all of our uh, voiceover beloveds, oh, right? Yeah. Carlos Els Rocky and yep. Jim Ward and yes. Billy, Billy West. And yeah. I, you know, I yeah. was just at a book party for Rob Paulson. He's written a book called uh, Voice Lessons. Yeah. And so uh, I cannot wait to read it. Very yeah. cool. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've been in everything from The Incredibles, right? To I, I mean, you just have this huge voiceover career. And you were saying, I, I love that you said, I have to remember to use my my you know yeah. my to face and my again. the rest of me yeah <laughs> it is a, but i love it it's my favorite thing to do yeah because snl was incredibly um physical comedy wasn't oh, it oh yes yes um okay also you worked with woody allen yes. in stardust memories yes what was that like and what's been your reaction to all the stuff the unpleasantness yeah i mean i it's like him and mel gibson i can't watch their movies anymore yeah um Mel Gibson stuff is on record. It's not really, I don't know what to think about Woody Allen. I don't want to disbelieve the victim. It's just that from what I've heard about predators of that nature, it's not the only time they've done it. Yeah. And if that's the only time it's been talked about, what what is true? You know, I just don't know. But it, the fact that there's even a suggestion of an allegation makes it really hard for me to watch his movies. Yeah. How, but he how was great. He was really great to yeah. me. Mm. Yeah. Well, no, you can't dispute his genius, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> what, um, what, how, many, how old are your kids now? You have two kids? 28 and 24. In a, a long-term marriage, right? Oh, yeah. Well, we're not together anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, but he has remarried to a wonderful woman with great kids, and oh. he's happy, and I, I'm really happy oh. for him. And I'm he's sorry, a great guy. Two kids, how old now? 28 and 24. Oh, okay. So, I, you know, because we end up asking everybody this that I, I just how you raise children in Donald Trump's America, your kids are obviously oh. older, but it's just, yeah. as a parent, doesn't this just fucking kill you every day? Yeah, having especially to watch... with the environment uh, being in so much uh, jeopardy and yeah. just really almost yeah. pretty much past the point of no return. Uh, the fact that uh, this cynical campaign by corporations to, you know, I mean, I really wish somebody would write a horror movie about the skull and bones meeting where they all decide how they're going to you know uh, seduce a certain class of people yeah. single issue people yeah you know in the most cynical of way religion yeah mm -hmm. uh and get them to vote against their own interests yeah i mean I, really a, a conspiracy a full-on conspiracy i would just love to see someone write that yeah 
We well, so we're doing this. Uh, you can't make this shit up. Uh, selected readings from the Mueller. Mm-hmm. Selected readings from the Mueller report. Yes, Travis. <laughs> I, can, I can redo that for Travis. When I was reading the cast, and I went and Lorraine, <laughs> Lorraine, Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> Travis. I was like, stop right there. <laughs> we're doing a different podcast. <laughs> well, I was like Stephanie Miller. Yes, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Billy, Billy Porter. How did you get involved? Deborah in Messing. Yeah, I was going to say, <clears throat> have um, you? Because obviously, people now think of SNL back in the day as political. Had, have you always considered yourself political, or? I'm, you know, a liberal. I'm. <clears throat> I don't think of myself as an actress, but I'm. I fit that category in the sense that uh, I feel a lot of time actors um, have like a crib note. Uh, knowledge of issues and then they just kind of barrel in yeah. full bore yeah but when you you know try to get into details it's like ham and a hat, you know <laughs> and i i don't want to be that person so i don't want to volunteer things because i know that it would just get me in trouble but and i i have my reactionary it's sure. like yeah. i've said and this is radio and i've said that i would like to see donald trump ass raped and buried alive but i think that that's a reactionary view yes Oh, how did applause happen in my box? That was, <laughs> that was totally inappropriate, Lorraine Newman, and the Stephanie Miller show does not endorse that thought at all. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, he's... Uh, this is what we say the happy hours for. We're doing this early, so we're not drinking, but we're like, this podcast is Donald Trump makes you want to drink and swear. This is the podcast yes. for you. Mm-hmm. And I love you on Twitter because you said, no one's ever going to get rid of guns in this country, but for fuck's sake, why is it so hard to legislate background checks? You say, I wish to God Democratic candidates would stop undermining one another for their own gain. Um, you're just giving ammunition to Trump. Support each other for fuck's sake. Put Trump down. I just, I love a woman that drops a good F-bomb. Oh, like thank you. I'm a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, when we, my husband and I joined a temple yeah. because he promised his father on his deathbed that he would give the kids a religious upbringing. And so I never belonged to a temple, even though I am Jewish. Right. Um, my mother was an atheist and my dad was a Jew when you said something bad about us. <laughs> um, but he... Um, so my husband and I were like crossing the street to go into the temple, and I'm saying now, you know, curb it because these are you know these are probably very conservative people. Yeah. He says you're the sailor, you know. And then we get in there, and there's like the cantor says, "Aren't you in the groundlings?" To my husband, you know, because he does a, a he did a musical comedy class. Yeah. At the groundlings, and then another congregant was my agent, which I didn't know, you know. So right. it was just right. Oh my God. It's okay. Hold that thought, Lorraine, because I work with a bunch of cavemen here <laughs> that need meat. Yeah. Right. I work with slabs of meat Well, who need meat. Yes. Delicious okay. meat. That's what we need. Butcher box. OMG. I have made the steaks, the burgers, the chicken. Yep. They have salmon. They have I, whatever. It is the best quality stuff, I'm telling you. It really is. The burgers I made from Butcher Box were the best burgers oh. ever. Seriously. Oh. <gasps> Okay, if high-quality, humanely raised meat is important to you, this is, it, this is the stuff. It is delicious, better for you, better for the animal, better for the environment. You know this, Chris, hard to find. 100% grass-fed, finished beef, free-range, organic chicken, heritage-breed pork, or wild-caught salmon at the grocery store. Yeah. I, and yeah. This, I couldn't believe the amount, right, of food you get. It yeah, you open up the box that's on your doorstep, it, and there's so much meat in each there. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals. They're all packed fresh and shipped frozen. You just put it in your freezer, yep. and you've got meals for, yeah. When I took mine home, and I opened the fridge and showed it to yeah. Dylan, he was like, what? What? Well, we're going to have to cook. What? Well, yeah. yeah. 
It is the best meat shipped right to your door, which means one less trip to the grocery store. It is the way meat should be. With ButcherBox, you get the highest quality meat for just about six bucks a meal. Yeah. They even have free shipping nationwide. Thanksgiving right around the corner. Now's the perfect time to give ButcherBox a try. Sign up today. Get a free turkey. What? 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 Plus $20 off your first box. Oh. Go to ButcherBox.com slash SexyLiberal or enter the promo code SexyLiberal at checkout. That's ButcherBox.com slash SexyLiberal or enter the promo code SexyLiberal at checkout for a free turkey and $20 off your first box. That's ButcherBox.com slash SexyLiberal. What? How, how can you not? I feel like anger is the only thing. Well, I mean, first of all, that's why comedy is so powerful because, it, you know, you'd have to laugh or you can't. Oh, God. Or you'd cry yeah. all day. Like you, right. It's a way, I think, that that's why people keep saying comedians are leading the resistance. But because it's the only way we can show we're not afraid. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a fuck you. It's a, it's a way of. Well, I think it's almost kind of whistling in the dark, too. And uh, I mean, really, I think now more than ever is a lot to be afraid of. Yeah, you know, and I, I really, I, I think it is the strongest thing to do would be to remain optimistic. Yeah, that that to me is, is probably the only thing you can do. Yeah, I wish I could do that. Yeah, you know, it's like I have so many friends who are going. Now we got him, and I, yeah. I'm saying, look, you know. The fact that he still got elected after grabbing by the pussy yeah. Yeah. means that we don't got anything. Yeah. You know, if they can refuse a subpoena and all this kind of stuff, yeah. what makes you think they're not playing fair? It, don't be so naive. Doesn't it feel like now, though, there is more of a feel of the wheels coming off of everything? Totally. I mean, with Republicans totally. voting against him. And I keep saying, I don't know what, you, what your prediction is, what's going to happen. I just, I don't like it. I think it's hard to predict anything with this fucking maniac. Like I, I don't know that the Senate won't turn on him if he be, if this polling goes the way it's going and he becomes yeah. a bigger liability. And he's clearly fucking crazy. I mean, yes. oh and, yeah, and it's getting worse every day. But you know, with gerrymandering and the fact that a lot of conservative entities own the voting machines, mm-hmm. yeah, I really think that uh, it's like arm wrestling. This is a big arm wrestle between, yeah, you know. Good and evil. The forces of good. Yes. You know, because, I mean, could there be any worse position? I mean, their de- position on everything is so indefensible that their excuses are hilarious. Yeah. You know, I mean, watching Giuliani, for yeah. instance, watching that guy dance as fast as he can yeah. and still be stupid. Yeah. Is... It's surreptitious, so it's, it's exculpatory. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. Of course I did. Of course I did. You just said you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. Speaking of New, York, of New York, what the fuck has happened to that guy? I mean, I know people that oh n- lived in New York were like, "Oh, he's always been a he, dick." Well, but. no. I mean, you know, he was a big hero when I was living there because he, when he was Attorney General, he went against the mafia. Yeah. You know, and um, I always thought of him as. Being, <laughs> now he's part of the mafia. Exactly. <laughs> the vampire mafia. Um, he was pretty heroic in my mind right. at that time, but he's yeah. a totally different thing yeah. now. What, who do you like for 2020, and how are you feeling about how, how all this is going <clears> to <throat> go? Well, um, of course, my kids love Bernie. Right. Mm-hmm. I think Bernie's too old, and it's not yeah. a matter of ageism. I just don't want someone dying in the White yeah, House. Yeah, no, me too. It's it's already and, so precarious. No, I agree, I and mean, also I, I, I just worry about him on a human level. I feel like he's pushed himself so hard to belie the age issue that yes. I think he... I, so, uh, I wish our country was sophisticated enough to accept Pete Buttigieg because yeah, he's he brilliant. is the smartest, yes. le- most level-headed, and right-thinking person there to me. 
But I also, I mean, if you watch the current debate, the most recent yeah. one with the wonderful commercial with Ron Reagan Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Not afraid to burn in hell. And happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Cory Booker constantly saying, let's just concentrate on winning the election, yeah. not undermining everybody on this yeah. stage. Do you think America's ready for a gay president? I was wondering, because no. I'm gay, I thought, like, is it the thing that we are that we're most afraid won't be accepted? Because I know all my African-American callers, I was, I was Obama from day one in the Obama-Hillary primary. I was totally Hillary last time, but, but all my African-American callers are like, you stupid, dumbass, liberal, naive, white girl. This country's never going to elect a black president. And I said, you just, you wait. And then obviously it became obvious that he could win. Yeah. And so I just, I do, maybe I have, that's an internalized fear I have, is, is middle America really ready for a gay president? Yeah, I, I, I don't believe they are, but I, I would pray that they are. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he is my favorite candidate. Um, I also feel like Pete's the one who could do that. Like, kind of like yeah. Obama was the first, the perfect acceptable. First black yeah, president. yeah. I feel like Pete is the, is that, the perfect gay. gay I mean, yeah. if you look at his, I, I, I've told you this story before. I had a friend who was from South yeah. Bend. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, he, our mayor's going to be your first gay president." I'm like, yeah, "LOL." I, the only thing I worry is, is, is it the opposite end of the Joe and Bernie? Is he too young and too inexperienced? Like, it just. I for me, I just I love Elizabeth Warren and Kamala. I feel like they're more of a, like a sweet a spot, you know. Isn't he yeah. about as old as Obama was when he ran? Like yeah, maybe no, a year or two mean, younger. But he's only been a mayor, is what I'm yeah. saying, just experience wise. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it. I feel like after fucking orange failed reality show clown who knows what america's <laughs> ready for i mean i don't oh, know God. <laughs> yeah andrew, Title. andrew dice clay i don't know <clears throat> who i mean it's it's uh yeah <clears throat> well yeah i mean we'll see but it is a terrifying time i gotta say it's it's people they always call our show and go, oh my god you guys are you're the only thing keeping me sane at which I am so lightly tethered to my own sanity at Lorraine at this point oh because psychologists literally say you have to turn it off. You can't. There's so much meanness and chaos. and Yeah. It, but if you can't, then, you know, then you're this little lady in their basement going crazy <laughs> and not a big SNL star. Oh, uh, <laughs> you. Well, um, I mean, I, I remember thinking um, when people said, why is this happening? Then it's a reaction to Obama's presidency. Why? Right. You know, why? It, it's They're acting as if, you know, there's some sort of justification. There is no justification. Yeah. You know? How do, how do you deal with the, I mean, do you feel the Trump stress personally? I, I watch a lot of TV, mm -hmm. a lot of horror and sci-fi. Yeah. And crime dramas. Because I, you know, it's like everything's happening. It's a variation on a theme. You're seeing it over and over the same shit. And it's just worse and worse, and I, I can't I can't watch it. Yeah, I loved your tweet. You said, I'm watching the Democratic debate. I have one question. Should I be watching Jack Ryan on Amazon? <laughs> Is it good? Oh, you got it. I don't know. A lot of people were saying, yeah, it's pretty good. I was like, no, that's... that's but you do. You have to just joke. disconnect your brain yeah, somehow, yeah. however you can can't. do it with self-care. Yeah, right? I mean, I love Rachel Maddow. I love, yeah. you know, Chris... Um, Hayes, Chris Hayes. Chris Hayes and yeah. Chris uh, Matthews. 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 Mm -hmm. I love them both. And um, and Lawrence O'Donnell. It's like MSNBC know, I love charades. MSNBC. I love that show, but I can't watch it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Because it's just too depressing. It's too aggravating. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, yeah, it's true. You also, you have one other thing in common. You, have, uh, you love dogs. You're doing a benefit for canine companions. Yes. This is a... Um, 
an organization that uh, trains, you know, they raise money to train yeah. uh, service dogs so that the person receiving it, the, the disabled person, gets it for free. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That's and amazing. It, it's an amazing organization. I'm very excited yeah. about it. These, I have two emotional support dogs. Cause I, oh, you do? Yes. Dogs oh. are the best. They're not trained emotional support dogs. But they you just support you yeah. emotionally. See, that's, that's on my wall. I want to be the person my dog thinks I am. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's my goal. <laughs> I, they're easily tricked dogs. Um, so you're also doing, you're on the board of San Francisco Sketch Fest. Yes. It starts in January. This is your 19th year. That is right. It's our 19th year. And, you know, I can't really mention the lineup, but I can tell you past people that we have had, mm-hmm. including Carol Burnett. <gasps> oh, um, I'm just going to go to my notes here. Okay, all right. Because I have no memory, and uh, I only have myself to blame for that. <laughs> Carol Burnett is a big one. But we've yes, had, that's, 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 yeah, Carol Burnett, yeah. Ricky Gervais, Gary Shanley, Conan O'Brien, Christopher Guest, wow. past SNL folks. Um, and yeah, it's it's absolutely my favorite thing. It's so inspiring for me to see every form of comedy you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And it also engenders um, um, collaboration between yeah. certain people that it wouldn't have met otherwise yeah. had it not been for that festival. And I just love it. Yeah. I go every See, year and I love it. Because we both have background in, in improv. That's what I'm a constitutional yes and. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a constitutional improv. I'm like, yes, impeachment. Uh, yes. And, and vote him out. Yes. And indictment. And prison. Yes. And, and prison. Healthcare. Yes. And. And, yeah. and health care. And yes. voting yeah. machines. Who is? Oh, wait a minute. I thought, is that a famous improv story? What am I thinking of? Is this Gilder? Is this a Gilder Radner story? Was there where you know you're always obviously you're always supposed to say yes and that's the rule of improv. Uh, Whoever someone says they are, but they are. Didn't someone keep coming in and they said they were, sounded like the exact same character? And Gilda Radner said, "Oh, it's you again." Oh, I <laughs> during never, some audition, I never heard that. <laughs> she I wasn't supposed to. But <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, so we, I can't wait to do this thing with you. This is like a. a it's um, going to be fun. A yeah. cast of Deborah Messing, I, Larry oh, David, yes. me, Lorraine Newman, Billy Porter, oh, Maz yeah. Jabrani, who I love. Do you watch his show? Uh, I have not watched Oh, I, you got to check it out because it's also political. Yes. And I think you'll dig it. Yeah, Tony Goldwyn, Ernie Hudson. I mean, this cast is amazing. Uh, Poppy Montgomery, Sharon Osborne, mm-hmm. Paul Reiser. Right. How, um, did, how did you get connected with this? Janice Hirsch is a friend of mine. Oh, from so Will and Grace. We see each yeah. other every um, Sunday at the farmer's market. Oh. And she uh, emailed me and she said, I can't believe I forgot to ask you this, but can you do a Russian accent? <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. so, uh, yeah, she was kind of a I'll bring my thing. Russian music with me in my sound effects box every time you talk. All right. Yet. Just say yet. Um... <laughs> oh, speaking of farmer's market, you're a foodie, too. You write for food magazines yeah, yeah. for being such a skinny biatch? Uh, you, well, not anymore. You love to? Not anymore. You love to? I'm you are look fantastic. Anymore. I'm a wide load, as they say, no. wide body. But, you know, you uh, are not. at my age, food is so delicious. Yeah. 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 It is so delicious. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, I take care of myself. I do the Pilates yeah. and the aerobic. <laughs> but I really love eating. Yeah. I just love you put the the before. Yeah. Do the aerobics. I do the, the aerobics. I do the, yeah, the toning. The CrossFit. 
<laughs> okay. Um, so I can't wait to do this thing with you Monday to be on the same stage as you. Honestly, dream come Aww. true. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot, here in LA. Right. I cannot yes. wait for your memoir. Please come back when when oh, you're. I would love them. to. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we would love it. Um, seriously, I'm gonna. I'm tearing up a little bit of thrill and a honor. And oh, thanks thank for being you so a, a, much. a lifelong inspiration. It's you know. It, it's sitting there, you know, watching the Carol Burnett show when I was a kid and then watching oh, you yeah. when I was in high school. And I was like, that's what I want to do, oh, you know. thank you. I mean, I didn't. I ended up here. But well, still, my point is. <laughs> I, yeah. I need these affirmations at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yes. I appreciate it. <laughs> Lorraine Newman, happy, happy hour. Yay! We love you, Lorraine. Oh, was that as good for you as it was for me? I want to tell you about another great podcast, The Election Ride Home. Someone's going to challenge Trump for the White House. The Election Ride Home is a podcast dedicated to figuring out who that someone or maybe even multiple someones will end up being. Every day at 5 p.m. Eastern, veteran journalist and This American Life contributor Chris Higgins catches you up on what happened on the campaign trail. Who's up? Who's down? What issues are getting traction? And what do the polls say? It's a 15 to 20 minute show that keeps track of all the latest and summarizes it so you don't have to be nervously refreshing your web browser 12 times a day. (laughs) Or 5,063 jillion if you're us. It's like TLDR as a service. That's too long, didn't read for all you kids out there. So if you want to catch up on what you missed on your way home, search your podcast app and subscribe to the Election Ride Home podcast.